to the Speaking Real Estate Podcast. Now for our host, Anthony Tai. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Speaking Real Estate Podcast. Today, we'll have Nathaniel Epstein from Legacy Lawyers in Fountain Valley come and talk about the whole title, the pitfalls that may occur, and what would happen if someone were to pass away, which is what the tax consequences would be. They did ask me to tell everyone this does not constitute legal advice, but for information purposes only. And without further ado, please enjoy. And today we are here with Nathaniel Epstein from Legacy Lawyers in Fountain Valley, California. He's been in, in the state planning practice for about seven years. Thanks for coming, Nathaniel. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, thank you. So tell me about estates, I guess. When you hold real property, a real estate, when someone buys a house, what are the ways that they can hold title to the house? Yeah, so a couple of ways. I mean, it really depends on if you have a trust or not, which I could get into after. But let's say for a married couple, it's really important that you title the property as community property with the right of survivorship. Uh, California is special in that they could have that way to title property so that when one spouse passes away, you don't have to go fully to court and do a spousal property petition. Um, when one of your spouses pass away. So you have to make sure it's not only just community property, but with the right of survivorship also. Okay, so the right of survivorship would be is if one person were to pass away, it would automatically go to the next. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So it's similar to joint tenancy. So joint tenancy is the same thing as once one person passes away, it automatically transfers to the other person. But um, you'd have that situation where you're not married. So it's more or less the same except community property would be for real estate specifically and I guess other things? Uh, well, it, for a community property, it would be, it has to, you have to be married. Of course. So yeah. then you have that, but uh, you could, you could title a lot of like anything, basically community property. I mean, bank accounts and all that. So. I see. Okay. In that same regard, can you have a bank account as joint tenant? Yes. Oh. So you could go, it could go for joint tenancy. It could go both ways. It could be married and you could have it as joint tenancy. Um, and then you could have it as community property, but that's only for married people. So, um, but they effectively do partially the same thing. Um, you do run into some tax issues. We could talk about later when you only hold it in joint tenancy. Okay. 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 We'll talk about that later. And how about tenants in common? What is that exactly? So tenants in common is that you own equal shares or however you divide it up. But once you pass away, it doesn't automatically transfer. So that can cause issues um, that could cause probate issues down the line. So depending on it, you'd want to use tenants in common, maybe when you're like business partners and you don't have like a it's not held in like a LLC or a corporation. Um, I mean, the default standard is that you're, you hold things in tenants in common. Okay, so tenancy in common would be I hold it in 50% and let's say my business owner, business partner owner would hold it as another 50. Yeah, in that situation. But then, of course, to protect it, you'd want to put it into corporation or LLC or other ways just because you want to eventually, ultimately, you want to avoid probate. I see. Now, changing gears, you mentioned earlier about tax implications. Mm -hmm. What are the tax implications about holding 
property a given way. So if you have property as a joint tenancy, when one person passes away and the other person gets the property, um, you don't get the same tax, I guess, protection that you'd get when you have community property uh, because you don't get the same tax step up in basis when um, when you're holding title as joint tenancy as opposed to community property. So if you're a married couple, you really want to make sure that um, you're going to hold it as community property. And it's very common when property is transferred to husband and wife, uh, when they're just put on a title, they just have it as joint tenancy. So that's something you really want to check. And so if you transfer it, let's say, for example, you have your property, like husband and wife have it in joint tenancy, and they want to put it into community property. When they're transferring it, their taxes aren't going to change because they're transferring it to themselves effectively. So you want to make sure. So that's an exempt transfer. There's a bunch of exempt transfers that's not going to raise your property tax value uh, when you transfer it. Now, when you mentioned a step up in basis for a joint tenant, let's say me and a business partner owns a property in joint tenants and let's say he were to pass away and I would receive the property and of course this would be a joint of right of survivorship I would not receive a step up in basis correct yeah you, your property the, that one half would be reassessed to the current value and so if uh, if you keep it in community property when it's transferred uh, you maintain it or you get the step up without the change in value from one spouse to the other okay okay that's uh that's a lot of fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're just, ask you some yeah. What are some examples? What would you recommend people? Let's say it's just two people going to buy a house. Would they would probably either have to either buy not buy um, hold it as community property, not a community property, joint tenants, tenancy in common, mm -hmm. or something else, correct? Yeah. So um, the the best thing, of course, is that you hold property in a trust because if you when the, even when you hold it as community property once one of the spouses passes away when the second spouse passes away then what then the property will go to probate if you don't have any other uh, methods put together to keep the property um, keep property ownership uh, so by putting it in a trust you avoid probate and in orange county the average you can verify this is about 650,000 it's about the average home price in orange roughly, county yeah, so that right there is about $13,000 in probate fees and that's a statutory fee set by california law wow and you want to avoid that so if you set up a trust uh, especially for a husband and wife and uh, i mean the minimum to have a trust is usually if you have property or if you have kids and so in this situation if they have a house it's good to put that in trust because then it ultimately will protect it down the line and then also uh, keep you from going to probate. And we don't want that because it takes at least about a year to go through probate and you have to pay attorney's fees and a lot of filing fees. So it's really court fees. Court yeah. fees. So it's really, you're going to, the money you spend on setting up a trust is probably about what you're going to spend just in court and filing fees. And that doesn't even include the attorney's fees. So a lot of, a little preparation beforehand will save you a lot of headache later down the line. Goes a long way. Now, on that note, what about if you were holding it as an LLC or a corporation, as corporation, C corporation, that mm -hmm. kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Would that, I guess, confer the same type of benefit? It really depends on how many people are involved and how you structure it. Um, the LLC, that's going to, you're going to want to put an LLC in if it's like a rental property. Uh, because it'll, it'll give you certain protections for liability purposes. So if someone gets hurt on your property or if... Um, 
I mean, that's the biggest reason. Someone gets hurt and they slip and fall or something. It's going to shield uh, the owner of the LLC from all their personal assets being attacked. So it's going to give them a certain level of protection. Um, so if you own a rental property, definitely an LLC is a good way to shield it. And then you're taxed basically the same as a person. It really depends on how you're going to tax it. It's something you'd speak to a CPA about. But it, it, it gives you certain liability protections. That's a good reason why to keep it into an LLC. That makes sense. On that note, let's talk about probate, estate, tax, and all that. So all we're, we're doing this for the heirs of the property. Now let's say, just throw to throw out our number, a property worth $700,000. I hold it as a single man and I have kids. And my wife left me, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I am, and I, I were pass away. How much would my the tax for my kids be worth? How much would it be? So the pro, probate fees are set by law. So it's four percent for the first hundred thousand, three percent for the next hundred, two percent for the next eight hundred thousand, and then one percent up to nine million. So for a property worth about seven hundred thousand dollars, you're paying seventeen thousand dollars and statutory attorney's fees. And that just goes to the attorney. If you have an executor that's taking fees, they, they're also entitled to that amount. So that's $34,000. That's wow. not going to your family or your kids, but going to a lawyer. Um, and then in terms of um, estate tax uh, in California, or actually for the whole country, um, there's no estate tax in California, but the federal estate tax, you're looking at about $11 million or in your single scenario, you're, it's about 5.3 million. Mm -hmm. So luckily or unluckily, some people don't fall in that range, <laughs> but it, it's a misconception because people think that, oh, if you might pass away, the government's going to get all your money. Uh, it's actually the lawyers are going to get all your money. <laughs> so, so that's why you want to plan because you, it, it's, it's a, it's a drawn out process and it takes a long time. It goes you, for just to start it off. It's going to take at least a month to get a court date. And then there's a four month creditor period. And then you're waiting on the courts also, depending on their backlog of how long it could take. So you're definitely looking for at about a year to take care of probate. And you could easily solve it by putting property into a trust or using some um, transfer on death provisions to prevent that. I think that gets a little more complicated and you know, beyond the scope of this little podcast. But I think just to kind of make it uh, clear to everyone, when you hold property as a single person, let's say, and you have heirs, kids, however, whatever, uh, let's say you have a will, that's what a will is, you're transferring it to another person. So it has to go through the probate process. So then you'd have to pay, pay probate fees, the 17000 roughly that you mentioned in the last example. And then you also have to pay the court fees mm -hmm. and... Any other fees? Uh, there's publication fees. So you have to pay the court filing fees, which is about $495. You pay publication fees. So uh, when you pass away, it has to be announced for about three weeks in a row in the newspaper. So it depends on which newspaper you're in, but they charge you maybe about $800 to do it. So you're wow. at over 1000 right there. And then if there's any other fees, if you have to get a bond for the executor, that's more money you have to pay. But one thing I just want to clarify is that it's a really common thing that people don't think that they're going to go through probate when they have a will, mm -hmm. but you still do because the court has to prove the will. 
So you need not only a will, but you need a trust to avoid probate. So if you go to any lawyer that tells you just a will is all you need and you have a house worth over $150,000, which is literally every single house here in Orange County, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're going to need a trust to avoid probate. How that makes sense. I've heard of a one really dry lawyer joke. Maybe it wasn't a joke, but they ask a question is, do you have a will? And then the, the punchline would be, yeah, everyone has a will in the state of California. It's called probate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Horrible joke. Idea. <laughs> that, the lawyer likes it because they're, they're going to get paid a lot. <laughs> yeah. So suffice to say, everyone, if you own property or if you love your kids, hopefully you love your kids, <laughs> you would want to have a trust, correct? Yes. A trust and a will or just a trust? Uh, you're going to want a trust with a will that has pour over provisions. So if there's any, a pour over provision basically says if there's anything that was left out that wasn't titled in the name of the trust, uh, when it goes to probate, the probate court will look at the provisions basically saying if there's anything left over to pour it into the trust. So it becomes titled in the name of the trust. That makes a lot of sense. And with that, I think our time is up. Hey, Nathaniel, thank you so much for yeah, uh, Thanks for having show. me.